You're listening to Staying in the Game, a Plum Dragon Herbs podcast where we have conversation about mindset and techniques for staying at the top of your game. Plum Dragon Herbs provides herbs and D. Jow to support all types of martial arts training and wellness programs. Our podcast welcomes voices from all corners of the martial arts and health communities. We understand that there are many conflicting martial arts and health philosophies, and our podcast showcases the wide variety of opinions that exist. The views expressed by our podcast guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Plum Dragon Herbs, its staff, or partners. I'm your host, Janelle Leatherwood, and today we're so excited to have Yang with us from the blog Yang's Nourishing Kitchen where Yang shares her time-tested traditional wisdom from the East to the West through nutrient-dense real food recipes. Having healed herself successfully from illness labeled incurable, Yang uses her knowledge and experience to help others to achieve balance and well-being. She is a mother of two boys living with her husband and children in the suburb of Toronto, Canada. When she's not taking care of her children and home, she is busy creating nourishing foods for her family and friends. Out of the desire to record her thoughts during the cooking process and to share her nourishing recipes with others, she started this blog in 2016. So we're really excited to have you here. And I was thinking that just to begin with, um, it, it would be interesting to know if you grew up with these type of recipes being cooked in your own home. And if not, how you discover this way of cooking during your uh, health journey and, and your your crisis that led to it? Okay, so <laughs> I I share recipes from around the world. And uh, some of them are food I grew up with, but a lot of them are not. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's through my own uh, experiments and just creating um having fun in the kitchen yeah Um, yeah so really like cooking is something I love to do is it's creative it's also therapeutic yeah Um, yeah in both ways okay well that that's really good just to kind of see but it wasn't like you had a, a parent that was incorporating Chinese medicine or did you have a parent or grandparent or anyone that used um, Chinese herbs or that way of cooking? Uh, I think uh, it's just culturally Chinese herbs are often in the food, in mm-hmm. the dishes. Uh, these are like very like common, like cultural thing to do. So uh, I guess like growing, growing up there, um, it, it just felt like this is, this is norm to everyone. Yeah. Okay. Um, not it- like, anyone in my family particularly into um herbal remedies um but it's like more of a cultural thing that Mm -hmm. is widely accepted okay yeah and but they weren't using it for healing necessarily um so i think uh as part of chinese culture like food and medicine they are really incorporated uh together and they they come from the same origin, right? And I'm just talking about like this mm-hmm. is like as part of the the history of how these ingredients being discovered and being 
the knowledge being passed down generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so in in my mind or our mind that like uh, medicine and food really is just together, like um, and and such is the vocabulary in everyone's uh, like life daily. Yeah. Life. That, that makes sense. We talk and, and right. people talk in such a way like, um, um, and there, I think there are a lot of shows and a lot of like just everyday conversations. Like uh, um, uh, it's, it's a big focus. Right. And, like in West or in Eastern philosophy, it's more like you look at the whole body and you're not just you know, treating a particular condition or disease, you're always looking at ways to like improve your overall health and wellness. Yes. And how everything is connected, the mind and the body and yeah, everything that we take in. Yeah, I think very much so. And I think Mm -hmm. um, this is a type of understanding that's very common among people. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if, if, we talk about, oh, this is like, this food is too cold for, for your body, right? Like, it's not some kind of, you know, crazy talk. It's like, everyone would understand that. Um, so it's really hard to say like, you know, so-and-so really use medicine as food, as medicine or put medicine into food. It, it, it's like, everyone does it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good for our listeners. We're going to have some listeners who are like, well, yeah, absolutely. That's how we grew up as well. And then we'll have others, you know, more who grew up in more oh, of a Western culture. So that will be, that's a good um, explanation for everyone. I appreciate that. So tell yeah. me what, what happened? You were in IT at the time and you started yeah. feeling sick. Did you know, like, um, what symptoms did you start having and um, what did you try to feel better? Okay. So, uh, so that's back in 2012, mm-hmm. I had my second child. And then after that, I got really sick, uh, like widespread pain all over my body from like, you know, the, the top of my head to the tip of my toes. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's not a single part that wasn't in chronic pain. Um, and I had like, really been struggling with not just pain, mobility and I was swelling, sleeping issues, eating problems. I, I lost a lot of weight. Um, and like my, um, like my muscles are just like losing strength. I'll wake up in the middle of night feeling like paralyzed. Like oh, I couldn't even awful. feel, I couldn't even feel my, my arms and my legs. And I was like, you know, you have that deep feeling that, okay, I'm dying, you know? Uh, so it was really scary. Um, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia by my family doctor. and okay. uh, But Eastern medicine diagnosed me as um, postpartum wind, and okay. which is basically weakened immune system. We weren't really, I wasn't really taking care of myself because I didn't have the means to. Um and uh, and really took a hit after two children and working right. yeah. <laughs> and taking care of the house. And uh-huh. stuff. Wow. Well, um, so what, like, what did your mom think about this time? Because wasn't your mom a doctor 
Or yeah, you, yeah. Okay. So she was uh, she when she was younger, and uh, now she's in her seventies, and mm-hmm. she's retired for a long time now. But uh, um, a, a long time ago, she she used to be a doctor, and she was trained in Western medicine. Uh, and I think we touched on this a little earlier that how uh, Chinese medicine is kind of like widely accepted in, in China because it was the mainstream medicine there, right? Yeah. The Western medicine came in. Uh, and and even though my mother was uh, trained in, in Western medicine, and keep in mind that she lived in that country her whole life. So it wasn't completely shocking to her that I want to pursue TCM treatment and I wanted mm-hmm. to try other alternative methods. Um, so, yeah, um, we have an interesting dynamic between her and I think we're both open-minded enough to respect the other person's um, choices mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to self-care um and and but we have we also have our own preferences yeah okay uh, mm-hmm. yeah well that's great so. that you can respect <laughs> each other and um so what did you start to try when you were feeling this terror these terrible symptoms yeah gosh so uh, of course in the beginning you will be going to your family doctor right um i did i did exactly that uh, what everyone would have and, uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, x-rays, getting ultrasounds and like blood tests, all of, all of the things uh, being referred to um, a chiropractor and physiotherapist and who like completely misdiagnosed me and gave me like the opposite treatment. And I felt wrong. Like my gut feeling was like, this is wrong. Um, but at the time I was like, okay, well, I have to give the, the doctor the benefit of the doubt. Basically. Yeah. Right? So wait, let me just ask are, really quick. Did mm-hmm. they think that you had fibromyalgia at the very start or did it take no. several visits before and it several took, tests? And Yeah, it took a while. So, uh, so in the beginning, my, my family doctor just like sent me to, this physiotherapist and the physiotherapist said like, oh, you have a sports injury. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, everyone's an athlete. Like you're a mother, you're doing, you know, you're lifting your baby. You're like doing all these things every day, running around, taking care of everybody. So he said, you had a sports injury. You're just Mm -hmm. like, you know, injured your joint from all Mm -hmm. the hard work. I, I believe that. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Well, not like not deep down. I did, didn't believe that. I'm mm-hmm. like, I was skeptical, skeptical about it. Um, yeah. But I also thought that maybe I should give a try just to see if he was right. And he actually, he told, told me to ice my knee, my joint, which made everything much worse. Uh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then um, what did you try after that? So um, so my condition basically was just like going downhill really fast. And um, if anyone listening had children, they, they would know like when, you know, when you have babies, you, you don't sleep very well. You have like no time to eat. So I think I was just like really depleted. And not able to, not able to, like you know, just get above the water, right? Right, right. Right. Um, 
I think so, you read, or I think I read that you were having trouble sleeping and, um, all everything. It yeah, sounds, yeah. 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 So, um, my family doctor was prescribing me, uh, pain medicine, uh, which wasn't that helpful and also irritated my stomach. Mm. And that was about it. And, uh, um, uh, and then the other tests that need to be done need to wait for like months, right? Mm-hmm. Before I was able to be referred to a specialist like rheumatologist. And, and by then I was already not able to walk, like wow. I get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, I cannot keep waiting, um, you know, when, when my daughter told me she didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's man. like, uh, I thought I need to do something really quick to turn the thing around. Otherwise I'm dying. Yeah. Um, that's when I started looking for um, a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. So, and, and the thing is before that point, I had always been very open-minded to alternative medicine I had access to like natural path and like, um, and I have tried other alternative methods before just for yeah. my own healthcare and stuff. Um, but when my, when my illness was really critical, um, I knew that um, all of those methods wouldn't be powerful enough. Right, right. Like, you know, like taking supplement or like detoxing myself or mm-hmm you know, like homeopathy, uh, I, I just, I just didn't feel, um, they would be powerful enough yeah. to reverse at, at that moment. Wow. Yeah. So what did it take then to reverse your illness? Like, or at least yeah, larger so, symptoms? So like, uh, first of all, I think we really have to like believe, right. Believe in whatever path we're taking is going to get us to um, to recovery. Mm-hmm. So I really had that belief in me, and um, just put my faith in in Chinese medicine. Um, and also, my treatment plan includes herbs, um, mm-hmm. which you're very familiar with, like the variety out there. Like there are hundreds, hundreds of herbs that's very right. commonly used. So, um, so you know, a, a knowledge like an experienced herbalist um, mm-hmm. would know how to treat a variety of uh, situation. And on top of that, uh, I was doing acupuncture every other day, mm-hmm. cupping um, and like massage just to keep, uh, keep my system just keep going. Right. Like if right. I were moving, like, Mm-hmm. It would just, I would just not be able to move. Like I would just become disabled. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, so it that, was really like gradual step-by-step step and consistent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really. And, uh, um, the first few months was really to just get me to the point that I can like start moving more and more, uh, like decrease the swelling of my joints. So I have like a bigger range of movement uh, and uh, reducing the pain so that, you know, I can walk more. I can start to like um, do a little bit of light 
activities, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that I can like build up my strength. Yeah, it's a it's a cycle. <laughs> wow, I don't think people realize what you must have went through unless they've gone through it themselves. Like how yeah. debilitating it was, and how far you've come. I mean, it's really incredible. It's a really scary process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and it, it changed the course of my life. Wow. Right? And, yeah. yeah. So what are you passionate about teaching to other people now with your blog? Mm, okay. Well, I don't think I am teaching to other people. I think I'm just sharing, um, sharing what I have learned along the way. And, uh, you know, hopefully... It uh, it becomes uh, you know a stepping stone for other people who mm. are on their healing path, right? Um, I think so. My blog is all about nourishing food and uh, traditional wisdom. I think too many of us have forgotten about uh, like the the knowledge of our ancestors um, and how to nourish ourselves because we're leading a very busy lifestyle. Uh, so I start my own healing from the nutritional aspect, um, going back to traditional cooking and um, practices and stuff like that. But but my over time, my understanding and knowledge have uh, gone beyond food and nutrition. Uh, so it's also about like uh, detoxing. Uh, our physical body and taking care of our mental health, uh, healing from past trauma, and also learn to love ourselves, trust our intuition, and all of that uh, mm-hmm. I have learned. And I, I hope uh, this is something that will come across over time to yeah. the audience. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, what would be like some of the key things that you do on a daily basis to maintain your health? Like maybe walk me through a day or two in your okay. life. Um, actually, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have anything that really stand out. I think, uh, you know, we can talk about drinking hot tea, soups, and stuff like that. Um, like I do, I do drink my ginger tea like very religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because like not because I feel like uh, I have to, but it just really it's good for me. Like it feels good to me, right? Yeah. Um, but I, at the same time, I just I just want to emphasize that uh, we're all very different. Like mm-hmm. all of our bodies very different. What works for me, what feels good to me, it may not feel right to the other person, right? Mm-hmm. So the practice, like the, the little daily practices that I use may not be the right thing for, for someone else. Um, but there's one thing uh, I always talk about, uh, which I believe it benefits everybody, is that I have really been like sticking to um, like my liver flush um, okay. routine. Um, so I started it maybe like two, three years after I tried out Chinese medicine that got my health back to like seven, recover 70% from my uh-huh. worst point. Um, but I also like started detoxing and started uh, other alternative methods after that. Um, and uh, so detoxing my liver really like 
did did a a, a lot of uh, uh, improvement uh, for me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm mostly on a maintenance schedule, um, which is like when I feel I need to, um, maybe once every three four months. Um, so <laughs> what does that involve? Is it a specific type of tea or drink or yeah. 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 So it's a, it's a, it's a method that uh, you may have heard of. It's like mm-hmm. um, basically using Epsom salt to like, to dilate our bile duct and then uh, drinking a mixture of olive oil and grapefruit juice uh, to like release the bile and then flush out. Um, basically the the physical pipes in our mm-hmm. in our body mm-hmm. and that really decongest and and I, I think when our when our um, organ work uh, in the most optimal way we have healing like our body have the healing power if if it's in the right uh, condition right like, right now do you have that protocol on your website or do you follow somebody else's directions uh, I do follow someone else's direction but I have blocked about it on my on my website so uh, so yeah please you, you know anyone can go ahead and read my experience I actually have three blog posts on that on my site one about my own experience and then the other one I talk about how I use the protocol I actually adapted like with a lower dosage uh, mm-hmm. for my children I've used like on my little kids since they're like six year old so it's yeah. completely fine and it worked on them mm-hmm. too and my husband uh he had uh, really uh even like reversed some of his uh, blood test results so wow it was uh, incredible yeah that's yeah. amazing mm-hmm. so um getting back to your healing journey when you started seeing um like an acupuncturist and you were doing cupping and then you incorporated Chinese medicine. Um, well, all of that is incorporating that, but more herbs and stuff in your cooking. Would you say that it, um, you felt an immediate improvement or was it very gradual? How long before you felt mm. maybe back to normal? Well, you know, um, I think this is a really great question because uh, taking care of our health it's it's a slow process like recovering is a slow process there's no like you know immediate <laughs> result almost right right um, yeah so i would say overall uh it took me maybe five years to get back to normal mm. and um and i i stick to a really strict uh, tcm treatment schedule for about two and a half years and I did other stuff for another maybe two and a half years before I felt completely like back to normal, wow. even better than before. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I bet. Do you have people write in and ask you um, for advice and what, what do you tell them? So <laughs> I, I think um, what I like to tell people is, to stay in balance and aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since I have uh, lost my health and regained it back, 
which took years and all my effort, right? Yeah. And now looking back at that experience, so I always compare our health to a house supported by pillars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from a TCM perspective, so we can think of the pillars as heart, liver, spleen, lung, and kidney, or or if you don't think in, you know, our audience, if you do, they don't think in that terms, you can think of it as uh, anything that makes sense to you, whatever you think are the most important uh, to your well-being, to this house. Uh, and these are your pillars, right? right, so, right. Um, so if one pillar is weak and the other pillars are strong, uh, strong enough to support a house, it's, it's always easy to strengthen that one weakened pillar without losing the whole house mm-hmm. yeah but once all the pillars collapse it's extremely difficult to rebuild it um, back up when the house has nothing to stand on and i say this because you know my house has collapsed and i'm like please i don't want to see anybody going through that right right um, so it's really so it's kind um, of like keeping things in check before they yes, like, get out of yeah. hand Absolutely. And if we can all do that, you know, it's, we, I certainly have gained wisdom from, from this experience and learn to take care of ourselves, Right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so physically, like, I think um, uh, you understand this from the Chinese medicine's perspective too, like digestive system is, is our main, um, the main focus of, Mm -hmm. um, of our physical body, it provides nourishment to, you know, the rest of the house (laughs) and to the other organs, right? Uh, So we need to take care of that, our, our digestions. And, and, um, and I also think it's really important to take care of the toxic load of our body. Okay. and also maintain a healthy lifestyle to keep, keep the hormones and nerve system in balance. Um, and now, like looking back, right, it turned out that uh, eating a nourishing diet um, is actually the easiest part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Detoxing is a little harder mm-hmm. because we need to both uh, minimize the toxins that uh, goes into our body and also remove the existing toxin that has been accumulating in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and finally, um, after we take care of our physical health, um, we need to take care of our mental health and do something that makes you happy every day, mm-hmm. follow your heart, <laughs> spark your soul, yeah, and all of that, right? Oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. That's so good. You know, it's interesting because I was talking to somebody recently um, That's it was like they had just recently learned that mm-hmm. food can affect your mood. And I was like perplexed, I guess, to a certain degree that they had just recently made that connection. But mm-hmm. I guess there, you know, some people maybe don't realize and especially like children and depending on how they were raised you know, they may, they may not realize that all those mm. empty calories and these fancy boxes that we, you know, are buying mm. at the grocery store are providing absolutely no nutrition, but not only that, they're impacting our mood and right. that we actually need to fuel ourselves and our body to yes. expect to have a good outcome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is um, so wise. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, something else that you, you just barely touched on was, um, you mm-hmm. said when the chiropractor was icing you that, that mm. just made things worse. Mm-hmm. So we have a blog, um, and a product that we sell, uh, well, we have a blog post, I think it's called why ice is not so nice. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and instead we offer, um, like a Chinese herbal liniment that is to promote like mm-hmm. warming and heat yes. to the area. Is that yeah. what you found as well that you were just kind of like, it was just tightening things up and freezing the healing process? Yeah, absolutely. Because the cold, it, it shocks your system. It actually uh-huh. prevents circulation, right? Yeah. Uh, and we need our body to be like, we need the blood and everything to be circulating right. in order to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a different, um, it's a complete different situation uh, if someone is a professional athlete and just got into a sports injury and, you know, within the first few days, right, you need to ice and you probably need to like, just cool it down. And, and, and that's uh, for someone of complete different um, body type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. that could be true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it is interesting how widespread this idea is that, yes. you know, we always need to like throw a pack of ice on because I think yeah. some of our like injuries, time. you know, would benefit more from, you know, yeah. um, increasing that circulation and right. Yeah. Right. It really depends on what type of, um, calls it is. Mm-hmm. And especially, um, like Chinese medicine also talk about like the, um, the weather elements, then yes. the, uh-huh. the natural elements, right. As, uh, contributing factors to our health conditions and, and wind, cold, heat, uh, dampness, I, it, it really depends what, what the, the cause is and, mm-hmm. and how we are, like how, what our body is like, um, to determine what yeah. type of treatment is right for us. So I think, especially women, right? Like most of the women, especially having more of a, like a chronic health condition, um, or, you know, pain or something due to like a, a weakened um, immune system uh, usually are not suitable with like icing and like throwing mm-hmm. cold. Um, yeah. On yeah. That. Uh-huh. Well, and I think what you've said all along is really good how we have to look at everybody, you know, individually and everybody, ha- there's not like a one size fits all approach to healing, especially when you're, when you're truly after, Mm-hmm. healing and not just masking the symptoms like you know yeah. which i think a lot of times western medicine is oh okay you've got these aches and pains like here mm-hmm. like y- your doctor but go ahead and take this pain medication you know never mind the fact that we're not treating the root cause at all yes but everybody's root cause is going to be different and so yes. the way to healing is going to be different as well yes yes yeah, every part is interconnected. Yeah, all the universe inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, I want to know what are some of like your favorite recipes that you have on your website right now. I, let me just let our um, <laughs> audience know. I think this could be a great resource for people. You know, here we um, sell Chinese herbs, 
And mm-hmm. we have a few recipes on our site um, for cooking. Um, a lot of people use our herbs for topical liniments. Mm. And so that's a, you know, a different usage, but um, as far as cooking, you know, your website can provide a great resource to people who are trying to find ways um, how to incorporate um, mm. these herbs into their daily cooking. Mm. And so I I've been looking at your website and loving what I'm seeing. Um, do you want to, talk about any like particular <laughs> recipes that you have grown okay. to love? Okay. So uh, maybe I'll share, share uh, a couple that utilize Chinese herbs and mm-hmm. maybe share a few that doesn't. If okay. Sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, so I think my cooking is a bit like all over the place. Um, I mean, like I don't just cook Chinese recipes. I cook non-Chinese recipes too. Mm-hmm. And I think, having like a diverse type of like, um, you know, food in our diet. It's, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to the herbs, I think I have a, a fertilaria and the steamed pear recipe mm-hmm. uh, for coughs. That's a delicious recipe. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's yeah. Right? It's a really, um, it's a, it's a sweet remedy for cough. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that one. It's easy if, if someone wants to try the herbs. And I think you guys sell that too, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll have to look at the specific ingredients, but th- likely, you know, we do. We should, um, what we can do is link in our show notes to like some of the recipes mm-hmm. that you're mentioning so that yeah. we, people can find them. Yeah. Okay. And another one um, I like using Chinese herbs, uh, recipe on my blog is the, the black chicken soup. Mm-hmm. Um, so like black chicken is like being, um, regarded as like the really nourishing ingredient and mm-hmm. it's considered healthier than the white chicken. <laughs> I know this okay. is, it's not a joke, but yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a stunning to look at too is like black skin and black bones and it's delicious oh interesting yeah, yeah it's also considered more nutritious uh-huh. uh, in my culture okay so it's a ginseng soup with okay. black chicken okay yeah Very well simple. these are great <laughs> i'm gonna I, I will definitely be linking to these for our listeners yeah, yeah. And I also have a couple of tea recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, a lot of the herbs and um, um, are great in making tea. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I know that sometimes if you look at like the westernized recipe, like people will put goji berries in like a cake uh, in a granola bar, right? Uh-huh. But these, you know, like these ingredients are most commonly used in, in Chinese cooking as ingredient in tea, ingredient in soup. Right. So um, that's what you will find more on my blog. Like when uh-huh. I cook with Chinese herbs, they will show up more as like tea or soup type of warming. Right. Warming, like really cozy recipes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of times companies are just trying to throw in these like buzzword ingredients just to, you know, get people to like, or think they're really healthy. You know? <laughs> Granola bars with 
goji yeah. berries or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, I could make one of those too, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and so yeah. now, something that um, I was reading about you, um, which might be interesting to our listeners, is that you're you have more of a broad um, philosophy for food. You're you are incorporating some meat and you you lean toward organic and all the you know yeah. plant-based eating and you have done um, a vegan cookbook but you yourself aren't like narrowed into a specific category I guess no I could say. no actually uh, I I think I focus more on nutrient density than like trying to like box myself into a, a diet right like most right. of the diet I think uh, cuts out entire um, food group. Yeah, <laughs> oftentimes, mm-hmm. right. Uh, I see the value in in that if someone have food intolerance, right, mm-hmm. and if if people need healing and need to avoid certain thing because it triggers them, it, they are they can't tolerate that type of food. And for sure, it's it's part of that healing path. It could be sometimes it could be just temporary, right? Like right. once we mm-hmm. get over that few years, we can go back to eating a variety um, that's actually better for our health. So um, I am not. Um, I don't. I don't fit in any of the the diet. I actually eat a lot of meat, mm-hmm. and also uh, like practice nose to tail eating so which is like i also eat organs and you know bone soup and all of that just all part of the animals yeah and, yeah but at the same time um eating all of that doesn't mean that you're just completely like um like carnivore right mm-hmm. like i also eat a lot of vegetables so it's um so maybe my diet naturally it's like more paleo actually mm-hmm. um, but again I don't I don't avoid rice either yeah. I don't avoid rice in a in a starch I, yeah. I try to eat the more uh, nutritious sources mm-hmm. rather right. than like completely you know white rice and mm-hmm. white noodles no, I know what you're saying. Cause I, you know, several years ago I had to eliminate certain foods until I was able to heal my gut. And then I noticed like timidly, I would incorporate those foods back into my diet and I was able to mm-hmm. handle them well. And so it's interesting like yeah, like sometimes you need to eliminate certain foods or yeah. ingredients because they're triggering you, like you said. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. So but I think uh, once when we're in balance, when uh-huh. we're in good health, we can eat a more variety and actually get all the benefit from from different sources. Right, right. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that so That's much. Really that really speaks to my own food philosophy okay. as well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So you also mentioned about the vegan cookbook. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so and because I'm not vegan, uh I it's that's not how I eat but mm-hmm. I also you know from what we just spoke about I really do support people if they need to be vegan for whatever reason if it just suits them right mm-hmm. uh, some people they do benefit from like eating less meat or you know no meat for extended period of time because of uh, they have their own 
struggles, right? Right, right. Um, so I, I do mm-hmm. want to support people like that. And, um, um, and also because that's the, <laughs> the topic my publisher asked me to, <laughs> to uh-huh. write about. <laughs> so that's why yeah. it's, a, it's a vegan topic. I was very thrilled to share a lot of um, the traditional classic Chinese recipe that I, I grew up with, like, and uh, the cooking techniques and, and, you know, the cultural food from mm-hmm. my heritage. So I was um, very thrilled that I had the opportunity to share. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, when you're already cooking, mm-hmm. pri- you know, heavily plant-based, it's, it seems like it would be such a natural fit to be able to um, produce a recipe book that mm-hmm. would be, you know, exclusively plant-based. And mm-hmm. um, my daughter is vegan. And so, you know, I've gotten more familiar with cooking um, all plant-based recipes, but I've always had an interest in learning that like I, I carry, you know, vegan cookbooks in my cupboard as well, just because, so uh, yeah, sometimes I want to um, cook primarily that, or at least be incorporating that and understand like mm-hmm. how to cook that way. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, are you, what are your um, current projects that you're working on right now? Um, current projects? Well, um, just <laughs> keep working on my, keep working on my blog. Yeah. Um, and your blog is absolutely videos. beautiful. People oh. need to go check it out. It is an incredible uh, resource and wealth of information and recipes. So, oh, it's so sweet. Uh, well, <laughs> it's, it's true. Well, yeah. Uh, just keep on uh, creating and, uh, uh, so aside from writing the blog, I've also been like running fermentation workshops out of my kitchen, my oh, home kitchen, uh-huh. very infrequently in the last few years. So yeah, uh, so that has been fun. And I think um, once all the COVID uh, restriction lift, we will be able to do a little more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, and I also have a little small side business that help my client to detox their personal uh, care product because I I believe in like detoxing so much yeah Um, but that's after we have to like make sure we are we strengthen our health to the point that we can like you know take those right like follow those detox process yeah Mm -hmm. well that's so helpful for everyone to know and I um I, I just wanted to ask you if there was anything else that you didn't get a chance to share before we wrap up. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I really think we have covered a lot. Um, I think I'm just really grateful that um, that you know when what you said about uh, my blog, and also I'm really grateful for a lot of my readers and uh, um, so I over the years I have received so many emails and messages from readers telling me like um, how much my blog has given them hope to help them uh, keep fighting for their recovery uh, and I think there's like very little resource out there especially uh, real success stories uh, for anyone looking into like alternative treatment for chronic pain and, you know, fibromyalgia, postpartum, like, like similar type of illnesses. Yes. So, uh-huh. Right. So I know that 
um, like when I was looking for a cure, I was like searching everything on the internet. Um, so even though I can give people um, medical advice, I think sharing my personal story, um, you know, can help um, other people to make choices in mm-hmm. in their life on their own yeah. path. So, um, so that is something like I feel. Um, I mean, like I was able to provide that value. Um, I have actually met readers in life in person, in person, and I've received like long emails from people like pouring their heart out and like, oh, wow. their life story. Like, um, like it's really mm-hmm. touching to know that, um, you know. Uh, yeah, know that like you know people need that hope, right? And right in, in the darkest um, time of yeah. their, their life, hope is a really powerful thing. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. I know. Like, um, my mom has um, well, she's in remission, but she had a chronic illness as well, and it took a couple of years, like, to diagnose what she had, and it just. Okay there was like the emotional toll on her is something she'll never forget and all the worry and wondering what do I have? And then, you know, things like fibromyalgia, you know, sometimes people wonder, is that even a real thing? You know, and you might get very unkind, unhelpful comments from people. And like, just to have somebody who's been in your shoes and found a way out of like, you know, the, um, the dark place that you're filling in is probably so helpful, so rejuvenating and healing to them. Cause like, like you said, it's like, it's an emotional journey as much as a physical one. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I just, you know, um, hope people who are struggling, uh, keep that hope up and uh-huh. keep on fighting. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. We're really excited that you could join us and um, we hope to continue to uh, share what you're doing with our audience. And um, I'm, I'm just excited to get this out there for people. So thanks so much for your time today. Okay, well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure for me to speak with you and the audience of uh, Plump Dragon Herbs. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We also thank our listeners for joining us today. For show notes and links to information shared with you, visit us at plumdragonherbs.com. And if you liked this episode, we'd love for you to share and subscribe wherever you like to listen. If this episode has sparked more questions for you, we invite you to check out our new private forum where you can get answers to some of your toughest questions on herbalism and martial arts. Click the banner at the top of our website page for more information. Until next time.